0: Welcome to the Wake and Rake Podcast, featuring World Series champion Will Middlebrooks and MLB journalist Danny Vietti. Want a chance to be featured on the show? Follow at Wake and
1: Rake Pod on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, and TikTok. Now, here's Danny and Will.
0: Party people, what's good? Episode two of the Wake and Rake podcast. Very bold of my co-host, World Series champion. Will Middlebrooks be wearing a Red Sox shirt considering they just got their asses absolutely picked by the Baltimore Orioles? John Means, you're getting shut out by John Means and then Matt Harvey's, you're only getting two runs off Matt Harvey? Brooksie, what's going on with your squad, dude? Are you just going to hold that up casually? I was putting
1: my World Series ring on.
0: Yeah, for the people listening on the podcast, he's holding up his World Series ring. That was nearly a decade ago, 2013.
1: Decade? Yeah, you're right. It almost was. <laughs>
0: yeah, it was. Jesus, that
1: was a long time ago. It didn't, it didn't feel like it.
0: They won in 2018, too. I shouldn't shit on them too
1: much. Yeah, I just – I wasn't part of that, so it didn't really count. Um, Yeah, dude, they stunk. I mean, I'm just going to be – I mean, the, the fans of the, of the Red Sox, the players of the Red Sox will tell you the same thing. It was just a bad series.
0: It's a good it, thing they only had 5,000 people in the stands. You know what I mean?
1: For 4,700 to be exact? 4,400? It's a good thing for those players.
0: You know what I mean? Because
1: they would have gotten Yeah, but when there's only that many people, you can hear everything they say.
0: <laughs> I got to give credit to Baltimore, too. I actually watched the games. I'm not just looking at the box scores and saying Baltimore, uh, excuse me, Boston. You know what? Baltimore yeah, actually I watched them. They had it on,
1: like, a movie oh. network one day. And, yeah, like, I watched as much as, I could handle
0: and and with trey mancini back that baltimore lineup's not terrible so i to not get credit, terrible credit no
1: too. i mean i'm not gonna go out on a limb and be like they're sleepers they're no, definitely no, not, I'm not sleepers um but i mean they put it on boston i think it was it was boston's comfortable with them because they play them a lot in spring training and they probably went in just thinking these guys suck like we're gonna roll and that's not how you can attack a big league baseball game you just can't because they're still professionals all right you can still get your ass beat it doesn't matter what their projection is or how many games you're going to win or or whatever they're professionals and they're they're ready to play and they're going to come beat you if you're not ready period and that's what happened
0: we've wasted too much time talking about the 0-3 red Sox. we got a lot more to talk about on this show besides your boston red Sox. we'll talk about the biggest storyline so jose barrios and taken out after six no-hit innings. Yikes. That's a big debate. Nicholas Castellanos. I don't want to call it a brawl. It's more like a scuffle between a the Reds and the Cardinals. Definitely not a brawl. And then we'll talk about some overreactions from opening day weekend. There's a lot of good, a lot of bad, too. So we have a lot to talk about. And then we have a mailbag to finish up this podcast too. We ask for your questions on social media for this show. We'll ask whatever you guys ask us from opening day weekend. Let's start it off with the first, probably the biggest storyline, or at least one of the biggest storylines from the weekend was Minnesota Twins manager Rocco Baldelli taking out Jose Barrios after six no-hit innings. He had 12 strikeouts. Him and Corbin Burns together had 20-plus strikeouts through six innings. They both had a no-hitter through six innings. Burns was taken out in seventh after giving up a dinger to Byron Buxton. But they both had no-hitters going through the sixth, Rocco Baldelli didn't let Barrios take the mound in the seventh. Your initial thoughts. You're cool with that?
1: Cool with it because I see the big picture here. With, if you take Barrios out of their rotations, let's say, you know what, let's let him go for the no-hitter, and he throws 125, probably 30 pitches, honestly. um, Maybe he's fatigued at his next start. All right, maybe he overcompensates and changes his mechanics just a little bit to reach back and still get his normal V-low. And then he does that again. His next start, and then all of a sudden, his flexor tendon hurts or his, his shoulder hurts. It—it's a roll your eyes if you want, but it's real. And if you're the Twins, you need him. If he's not in your rotation, you don't have a chance at your division with the White Sox built the way they are. So, if—and that's another thing. There's so much money being paid. And listen, I—I understand. Well, Roger Clemens and Nolan Ryan would have fist fought the manager. Who gives a shit? It's different. They're not making $100,000 to play. They're making millions and millions and millions of dollars as these organizations have invested into these arms to pitch 25 to 30 times a year. And they're going to go about their progression exactly how they want to because they have that much money invested in that person. And if you're making that much money, you nod your head and say, yes, sir, my pitch count's 85 That's where I'm at he did he He did he he gets it back but i understand throwing a no-hitter in the big league is a big deal but also only making half your starts and your team not going to the playoffs because of it is an even bigger deal to me
0: at what point are we going to start looking at analytics and saying it's hindering the product of the game to the point where not, not to the point where people won't watch. It'll never get to that point. I hate when people say on social media, I'm not going to watch baseball anymore because that's right. bullshit you're going to watch. Dude, I had literally
1: had a guy. It's hard to cut you off and you can finish. That was straight Kanye West. All right, you're that allowing me to
0: fuck my thoughts now. This is okay, good. perfect.
1: I had a guy tweet me and say, well, since they took him out, there's thousands of people that won't watch the Twins now. No. Get out of here, dude. That's so false. That's not. You might be annoyed like, oh, I wanted to see a no-hitter but you're going to be glad when he's making his 28th start and you're in the and you're going to win the AL Central by a game. Then you'll be you won't even think about it, but it wouldn't be in that position if he goes out and gets hurt in a couple weeks because he threw 130 pitches coming off a 75 pitch 75 pitch count in his last week of spring training. This doesn't make sense. So if you look at the progression of things, the Twins made the right decision.
0: My worry is a slippery slope here because We've already had analytics. We're having analytics take away Dude. players from everyday at-bats.
1: This 84 pitches, your first start in the, of the season is not abnormal. This has been happening for years. The only reason we're, pit, we're nitpicking it is because he had a no-hitter.
0: Why not let the guy go out there and give it a shot? What if he has a six-pitch seventh inning?
1: Because they had a plan. And like I just said, when there's that much money invested in that person – they don't care. It's about it's about longevity and it's about your team getting to the postseason. It's You're not me. Jose Barrios
0: no doesn't hit. care about throwing a no hitter.
1: Of course he does. That's why he went out and pitched like he did. But he it, it's beyond him, especially. And I'm going to say it again: when that much money is invested in you, you say yes, sir, nod your head, and say this is the plan. I'm going to stick with it.
0: But it hurts Here's the product you. of the game.
1: I, I I'm not arguing that. Of course, and, people want to see.
0: And for a guy I, like Barrios, I agree you have that much money invested you, you're going to nod your head. But right. the fact that we're not even allowing the guy the opportunity to go out there and throw a no hitter is bad for baseball. It's better for the twins because Brios is going to have, this was
1: in health July
0: health. going, He would have got but his opportunity. We're not talking. I'm not talking about July. I'm talking about right now.
1: I'm explaining I, the situation. <laughs>
0: I understand the situation. I just for the game to be a better product. Let the guy have a shot.
1: You're taking the Twitter fan side of this is what you're doing. I'm not taking
0: the Twitter fan side of this. I'm taking the pitcher's perspective. If I'm a player, I would rather throw a no hitter in the big leagues than make the playoffs one year.
1: Okay. Noted. Selfish.
0: It's probably selfish, (laughs) but but, but I think when you're 60 years old, Jose Barrios, you really think he's going to be talking about, let's say hypothetically threw the no hitter. He might talk about his 2020 AL Central crown. I'm sure he will. It'll be a fun time. But then he has a no-hitter next to his name. That's legendary. That is his, that's history.
1: Cool. Right Go out and do it again.
0: It's so unrealistic.
1: Well, they had a plan, dude. They had to stick to it. Let's move on. Because we're just going to keep yelling at each other over it. And I don't want to dislike you.
0: Well, we already dislike each other. <laughs> we wouldn't have created the show if we liked each other.
1: Look, let me just say I fully understand the, the angle you're taking, but I also know why they did what they did and exactly why it was the correct decision for that organization. I do too. but I, I, yes, I would I would I love selfishly to see him to go out and pit till his arm fall off if he has a no-hitter? Of course. Who doesn't? He probably that's the thing too, is people tweeting me about it saying these these diva pitchers. You think any no. pitcher wants to come out of the game yeah, ever? That's dumb. that's dumb. No, never.
0: But I can it's make like the case. I can make the case, diva manager, for taking out his pitcher after eighty pitches. If we're if if Barrios <laughs> if
1: Barrios you think that you if for one second you think that's not coming from above the manager,
0: you're high. No, no, no. I believe that. If if Barrios was at ninety five, hundred pitches, take him out. But eighty four pitches, man, give him Dude. a shot. We're moving on.
1: We're moving on. April 3rd, bro. I know. It was April 3rd. He's coming off 75 pitches his last start in spring training. Not smart. Next.
0: Nicholas Castellanos getting into it with Yadi Molina. So a little mm-hmm. background here. Castellanos bat flipped on opening day, did a little skip, skip down the first skippies. base line with swag level through the roof for Castellanos. Next yeah. day, rookie pitcher dinged Castellanos. Castellanos looked at Yadi like, yo, was that on purpose? Yadi probably said, no, it wasn't on purpose. When that Castellanos went around and scored, Castellanos scored as a pass ball, pitcher went down to tag. a little bit
1: of contact like the pitcher kind of came down on top of him like so normal normal and, play at the plate
0: and castana's screen lets us effing go
1: in his face <laughs> i love the intensity that i don't tell me that's not good for the sport the fans love that stuff too why do you think people go to hockey games fights
0: it was trending on twitter within seconds of course it's good should have be been
1: um i love the enthusiasm i love the fire you're gonna need that in cincinnati <laughs> Um, I think they did hit him on purpose. I know you disagree with me, but first pitch, I mean, it was just a perfect one too. He went for his hip. He went low. I thought it was, a if you're going to hit someone, that's the way to do it. Um, who, why am I blanking? Who do he hit the homer off of? So the
0: Cardinals pitcher was Jake Woodford.
1: No, that's who hit him. So okay. he, hit
0: the, he hit the dinger on opening day and then the next day. Right. right.
1: So, he hit the homer off their ace. Yeah. Jack Flaherty. All right. This is a young pitcher trying to gain some respect in the clubhouse. Guaranteed. They're boys. He's young. He's listening to the old guys talk about how much they hate how he pinned the homer. Wright, old man, screams at cloud. It's like, I get it. I, I really like Wayne Wright. I should have said that. But <laughs> he's trying to gain some respect. He's like, I'll clip him. He's like, I don't care. Were were what they were down four, at the time. Like Another that. question for you. Anyway, the the script was a four run game, and he's like, "I'll clip him right here." And he did it. He did it perfectly. How you should do it if you want to hit somebody. You don't go high. You don't go too low. He aimed right at his butt, drilled him, mm-hmm. done. I get it. Casiano's took exception. Yes, I think it was on purpose. He didn't have to get up and scream in his face, but I he did the moment in the middle of a game. Shit happens like that. Sometimes yeah. you just the switch comes on and you can't turn it off. But things didn't nothing, nothing came of it. Like no one swung on each other. They just yelled at each other. That's how like, most of the time it goes because the fines are so expensive to get in fights. Have so you
0: ever been in a brawl?
1: Yeah, but not like a crazy one. Well, I played with Johnny yeah, Gomes for a couple seen? years, so he he was always ready to fight. <laughs> yeah, yeah. What's being yeah. said back and forth? Um, I mean, there's really just like the main like three or four guys yelling at each other, and everyone else is like just kind of there in case something really goes down what the f bro down on purpose yeah but the people on the outside are like you always tend to find someone you know and you're like so yeah how's, how's your family
0: i love how moose is has wrapped up yadi like i'll deal with it i'll deal He's with like, it
1: i'll talk to him bro yeah i, I, respect, I
0: respect you nothing but respect bro yeah i love what Castiano said afterwards he said yeah <laughs> Punch me in the face, but I'll ask him to sign a jersey for I would
1: love to see what Yachty uh, wrote on the jersey.
0: Interesting. I didn't hear Yachty make any comments out the game. Yachty doesn't give a shit. Yachty doesn't give a shit. So, he has some whiskeys. He is... has some whiskeys to uh... – Oh,
1: dude. Okay, so I was talking about this on the last show. Flaviar. So, I've, I got these uh, three tasters. All right, we have A, B, and C. I just opened it. So, let me – I'm going to go with A. For number one, you're not gonna believe the name of A. My sample A. Ooh, this! I swear to God, I can't make this up.
0: I'm concerned where you got these samples from.
1: This whiskey is called Chicken Cock. (laughs) (laughs) I swear to God, dude! I show. I'm sure. For everyone not watching and just listening, you see it right. Like you saw the name. It's literally called chicken cock.
0: Yeah, if you don't believe us, look on this podcast is up on YouTube at Wake and Rake Pod.
1: I'm not sure how this is gonna taste, Dan. <laughs> but hey, try anything once.
0: <laughs> <laughs> that's not a good uh that's not Shut a good up. principle to live by.
1: Oh, this is awesome. So okay, it's it's from Kentucky. It gives you like the let's see, I'll hold this close so you can see it. All the, the tasters, like how it tastes like, okay, cool. This is really cool. Cause I would never buy chicken cock. Well, <laughs> I can't, I can't, I can't drink or not. not as feathery as I thought it would be. You didn't, you didn't like that joke feathery.
0: Oh, I get it. It took me a second.
1: That's really good.
0: It's been a long weekend.
1: Holy Moses. That's good. I might have to go out to my nearest store and buy some CC.
0: You wanna send me some chicken cock out here in California?
1: Jesus, dude. Um, I'm not sure how I should package that. Wow, that's good. I'm gonna go eight four.
0: Eight four on a whiskey.
1: That's solid. Like if you get to a nine, we're talking like some really good stuff. I'm gonna go eight four, like eight five, mid mid eight. It's good. It's got a little bite. It's special. Where am, I like it. Where am I, supposed
0: huh? to buy, where am I supposed to buy this chicken cock if I'm interested?
1: I'm not sure. I've never heard of it before this. I'll, I'll look it up and get you the details on that. Fair enough. But I'm pretty sure you can get most of these just about anywhere. All right. So that was cool.
0: Break after. Yeah. We'll take a sure, break. Bye. Little little chicken cock break and we'll be back with overreaction or fair reaction from this overreaction or fair reaction from opening day weekend let's be real they're all probably going to be overreactions because it's three games in but some of them are fair questions asked number one the red sox are the worst team in baseball overreaction on, or fair reaction
1: over uh, they i mean look at their roster they still have a lot of good players everyone just had a shit three games and i thought the orioles played well they didn't really suck that bad. I thought Baltimore played really well.
0: They sucked this third game,
1: dude. I mean, Was Me- it John? Is it John? He- John Means the lefty. Yeah. That changeup has a parachute on it. He's an all star,
0: dude. An all-star
1: he's throwing team. it mid when you when you watch a pitcher and he can throw a changeup middle middle and doesn't even get foul balls, get swings and misses. You know he's got good arm speed and you know he's he's got his spin very similar to his fastball spin so guys can't tell what it is and you have to be ready for the for 92 you have to be ready for the fastball and then zzz, 83 it was filthy and i enjoyed watching him pitch he, he he would go top of the zone corners here and there and then just change up middle even in hitters counts oh oh count guys coming out of their shoes and like almost swinging twice before it got there it was unbelievable
0: i think it's fair by the way simple because fair it's fair if you think they're
1: the worst team in baseball.
0: Xander Bogarts and Rafael Devers did nothing this weekend. If that sustains, then they're right. going to be the worst. So
1: for one sixty-two, you think these players, All right. who all-star caliber players, are going to yeah. do nothing? So I'm that saying, so then, then then you agree that they're not the worst team in baseball? Then
0: they could be. That's is. not
1: what you asked. You said they are. You said they could. You didn't say they could be.
0: Oh, right now they are the worst team in baseball at zero and three, and got destroyed by the Baltimore Orioles. Jesus who are they have who expected to be worse? bro
1: they're not that's a huge overreaction to say anybody is the worst team in baseball right now
0: fernando tatis jr is a defensive liability overreaction or fair reaction he had five errors in this I'm gonna,
1: weekend i'm going throw up danny
0: yeah he had, he had three errors all of last season he had five this weekend
1: you know what uh bobby valentine told me one time we're playing at wrigley's first time i ever was at wrigley I booted a ball and a guy on third, two outs. I mean, it was a hard hit ball to my left, but I clanked it. Guy scored. It was a close game too. It was like seventh inning. I ended up tying it up that run. I came in and I was through my glove. Like I was pretty pissed. I let the team down. Bobby V grabs by the back of my neck. Hey, kid. You know, he always just called me. Hey, kid, come here. Sit down. He sits down with me. He goes, it's okay. You know why? As long as you knock in more than you let in, that's all that matters. <laughs> and Fernando Tatis is gonna knock in way more than he lets in.
0: had a four hundred and sixty five foot bomb too. It was yeah. meaningless, but but
1: week. with that uh that uh contract he signed that little little contract he signed um Boy, yeah this, you can't you can't have that many errors. Is it gonna happen? Yeah, man, it happens. He's human. It happens. Whatever. We I don't I didn't even see him. I saw one of them that was a uh a force trying to turn a double play quick. Um, If that ball gets scooped at first, the runner at third doesn't score the, the, he should have just ate it, put it in his pocket because the double play wasn't going to be turned. It was a deep ground ball to first Hosmer threw it. He tried to turn it quick to the pitcher guy was probably going to beat it out by a step anyways, since he missed the scoop at first, the pitcher who's not good at that anyways, he's not a first baseman. That's a tough play. Anyways, the run scores so you the error. So That's a tough error. Uh, he, but he should have just ate it. It's too close, and you can't trust a pitcher over there. Look, there were a
0: couple of plays that should have been made. That one in particular, not the biggest deal. But he had a couple of fielding errors. He had a ground ball up the middle that he booted. There and you can't players.
1: blame the infield there because that place is pristine.
0: Yeah, Sandy uh, Petco Park. So nice.
1: Was it a day game?
0: It was a day game. Well, okay. it does it can, each and every game, so yeah. Was it
1: was it late? Okay, I am about to say, because those day games late, the NFL get does get a little hard and choppy there. I will say that. Could so be my, different now. So my
0: thing with FDJ is <laughs> people are already shitting on them too. Shouldn't have given the contract the first weekend. Let's slow it down, okay? The, right, for the same reason that you didn't want to give him All a right. contract <laughs> for those goals, but the same reason you didn't want to give him a contract at 22 years old, is the same reason why you should give him the benefit of the doubt to work this thing out. Because no player at 22 years out. old,
1: dude, it's been a couple games. He's fine. I'm
0: exaggerating, but I know. 22 years old. We've never seen a 22 year old baseball player make this much money this early in his career. It's yeah,
1: ridiculous. and he, would be worth rather every penny. work?
0: Whatever, whatever you want to call this, wouldn't you rather him work this out at 22 years old than at 28 when he, maybe he still couldn't figure it out? I don't like, care how old right he
1: now. is when this happens. I'm not worried about it. Overreaction. His team is very good too, so it's not like he's having to carry that team.
0: So, <laughs> by the way, Fernando Tatis Jr. through his first 144 games has 26 errors. Ozzy Smith, one of the greatest shortstops of all time. The Wizard, 23 errors through his 144, first 144 games. So he's three. Yeah, he was playing on (laughs) AstroTurf. He's got three more errors than the great Ozzy Smith. Yeah. Overreaction.
1: Massive overreaction.
0: Last one. So Shohei Otani, at the time we're recording this, (laughs) my gosh.
1: You can see in the reflection on the Mariano Rivera jersey, you see the reflection? That's where I'm watching the game right now.
0: What Shohei Otani is doing is historical. This is the Dude, this is
1: so good for the game, man. First
0: time a starting pitcher is batting second while also starting the game on the mound It's 1903.
1: And he freaking hit a 480-foot tater tot. you
0: 101 miles per hour in the first inning, and then in the bottom half, he stroked a 451 foot.
1: You know what's better mm-hmm. than the 101? The next pitch at 92, that split, was
0: disgusting. At the time of recording this, four innings – Pitch one hit, no runs, six dragouts, three walks, and he's off the ditch, stroking it
1: uh, I said on TV earlier, I said, Man, wouldn't it be cool if he went seven shutty and went deep? <laughs> now you just got to go to seven shutty now. Over Dylan, X- Cease, Dylan Cease, by the way, his stuff is so good. He just, I, I have him as my, he's going to be the most
0: improved player in 2020. He
1: just got to hone it in. He's, he tries to make every pitch the nastiest pitch he's ever thrown. And like he doesn't have to be that fine. Like that fastball is 98 would jump, and that breaking ball. I want to see the spin rate on that breaking ball because that is one of the sharpest breakers I've seen. He just doesn't know where the hell it's going. Yeah,
0: he he needs to figure out his command. That's been like he just needs like
1: a competitive pitch. Like if those breaking ball, they can be balls, but they need to start strikes. Strikes at least. They're starting yeah, off the plate.
0: You need to here. show the hitter you can throw over a strike, too, because that's Hector Nearis' yeah. he, I think leader.
1: he's overthrowing a little bit. He's a young guy. He's he's facing one of the really scary one of the scariest offenses right now in I'm baseball.
0: I'm glad you said that. Okay, the Los Angeles Angels have the overreaction and fair reaction. Los Angeles Angels have the best lineup in the American League.
1: In the American League.
0: So you got Chicago, I, who they're playing, it's stacked, and they don't have Eloy right now. You have the New York Yankees, who struggled. I like
1: them better than the Yankees, offensively. Yeah, because I mean, even the, I mean, they, it just doesn't let up.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Who let off? Was it Fletcher tonight? Yeah, I think it was Fletcher, Ohtani,
0: Fletcher, Trout. It Didn't like. Oh man,
1: I got to face Ohtani. Oh shit! Now Trout. Oh Rendon. Oh, Justin Upton. Oh, Albert Pujols. He wasn't even in the lineup. Right. Oh, I'm just saying, like, oh, on, an, on a normal you. day. Right. Like, Pujols it's your is your six-hole hitter, and he's one of the best right-handed hitters of all time. <laughs> yeah, he's on the tail end of a Hall of Fame career, but overreacting, can
0: bop or fairy, you.
1: They, they have the best lineup in the American League.
0: It should be mentioned that Houston clobbered Oakland this weekend. Jordan okay. Alvarez – is looking better than ever. And he was an American League Rookie of the Year. Yeah, dude. Nah. um, Houston's lineup was clobber. I think it's fair.
1: I think it's fair. I mean, I mean, this White Sox team's good. I mean, they're playing, I I picked the White Sox to go to the World Series, so.
0: Yeah, Giolito game one. Then you had, one. then you had Dallas Keuchel. Then you had Lance Lynn and then Dylan C's. Those are four really, really good pitchers. Dylan C's (laughs) got a ways to go, but those yeah, the stuff's
1: really there. Yeah, yeah, the stuff is there. Um, fair.
0: I, I don't think it's fair, man. I, I don't
1: know if it's completely true, but it's fair. Yeah, your buddy Justin
0: Upton looks really good, by the
1: way. Dude, his swing – I thought he got that ball. I thought, they the grand, uh, I thought he got a grand slam to right. He just missed it. He's got to get in the weight room.
0: So did Matt He Vasker. Yeah, I, like I, I thought he movie. got it. They got
1: more excited about that swing than did Otani's ball. They hit the back wall of the stadium.
0: So I have one more overreaction or fair reaction. Shohei Otani is the most valuable player – in baseball
1: uh will he be or is he right now
0: <laughs> it's up to you it's overreaction or fair reaction um, right no
1: nah, not yet not yet not yet i can he be dude i may or may not have thrown 20 bucks on shohei to be mvp 20 bucks it's nothing but it plus plus two thousand.
0: Was that your That's- only bet for an mvp
1: No, Corey Seager. Who's hitting like six sixty-seven on the season? No big deal. Yeah. Watch out, Teddy Teddy Williams. (laughs) Teddy ball game, move on over. Corey Seager's coming in. Y'all. So I was just thinking. Trying to put all this together and make it this was before I made the bet. So I'm pretty sure the Angels as of now are look trying to run a six man rotation. Um, I don't know how long that'll last. If it does, that slots Otani for 27 starts. Mm-hmm. I was saying if he can make 20-plus starts and get like 130 to 145 innings yeah, and hit 20-plus homers.
0: 400 to 500 at-bats.
1: Right. I also question, are they going to limit his at-bats against lefties? Because OBP against lefties is 706. Uh, not OBP, uh, OPS against lefties, seven hundred six. OPS versus righties, eight ninety three. Hmm. So he crushes righties. Obviously, I mean that's not it's not abnormal. That's, but if you have a righty, you can plug in against a lefty. And you're going down the stretch, or you're in a pennant race, or you're in a divisional race. Um, he might sit against those lefties. That could cost him some at bats. Um, I mean, if it lines up perfectly, he pitches those days. But it's a, in a perfect world. And he can, you can just use a DH, but I don't know, man. I think this is a realistic thing. Can he get 400 plate appearances? Can he hit 20 homers? Can he get 20 plus starts? Um, And on top of this, does he stay healthy? That's the biggest thing is, can he stay healthy? Like he's coming off Tommy John, 2019 came back a little early last year. Didn't have it. Velo wasn't there. Control wasn't there. Totally normal after Tommy John Uh, had a little knee procedure done. There's been this and that going on. He looks very healthy right now. Um, yeah, I, I don't know. I'm just all about this. I'm just trying to think if there's anything else I want to add. I mean, we started, I had this written down. I was just writing about it and I was that we started, uh, what started as a make or break spring training, like, is he going to pitch? Is he going to hit has now morphed into like renewed possibilities of what they signed him for. Now he's a two-way player that, be the best hitter. Well, maybe not the best hitter on their team. Mike Trout's there. One of the better hitters in the league and one of the best arms in the league. It's just... Is that a good bet? Like, would you bet on that? Would you throw some money on that? What do you... Do you think he could be MVP? Or is it like... He's got to be a really good hitter, but a really great pitcher in my mind.
0: I think he could be good at both. And it's still good enough.
1: I think he's got to be a the lot better at pitching than me,
0: hitting. The impact of being good at hitting and good at pitching makes you into one great player because the thing is,
1: is he's only to be on the field. He's going to hit a lot. He's going to be in many more games as a, as a hitter. So do we need to see more hitting wise out of him, or more hitting or more pitching? Like what do, what do you, what do you, I don't, want what would more you of,
0: want? I don't care personally more. Of okay. Him. If they want a chance to win a division, they're going to need him to pitch 20 plus 20. Yeah.
1: But I love that. I I love that. We're even having this conversation. This is so good for the game of baseball because it, it's sparking a lot of people's interest.
0: Did you see how happy Mike Trout was? Did yeah. Did you happen to catch his post-game interview after Game One? They asked him, and by the way, he's in this article with the Athletic by Fabian, and did an awesome job in the Athletic. If you haven't checked it out, check it out. He had an interview with Mike Trout, and Mike Trout basically said it's time. And what he meant by that is it's time for him to start winning. He knows that he's very competitive. In that piece. They talked about how Mike Trout doesn't matter if he's playing. He had a teammate staying over with his house last year during the pandemic. And his teammate, I forget which teammate it was. It was a minor league player. Basically said, it didn't matter if we were washing the car. It didn't matter if we were doing chores in the house. We were playing a game of Twister. Like, this guy is ultra competitive. And a lot of people think he's not competitive because he hasn't won. It's not the case. It's not the case. And this guy, after game one victory, he had a different smile to him. And I don't want to look too much into it. because It's game one of 162. This guy had a smile. Bro, he
1: was like fist pumping. Like, he got that big knock or sack fly or something. I don't remember what it was, but he was like fist pumping. And this is game one. And I'm thinking, he's out to prove something. Like, he knows it's it's time. Like, let him kick it into gear. Like, he knows he had a down year last year. He hit 281 with like 17 homers in 53 games if he plays out last season and he says he had a bad year, he probably hits 290 with like 45 homers. And it was a bad year. Get get out of here, Michael. He said he
0: he fixed some things with his swing.
1: That's scary to me.
0: Unbelievable. That's my biggest overreaction that I'm buying is I'm a believer. There's two of them. I'm a believer in the Angels. I think this year is different for whatever reason. I love what they have cooked. And I think their rotation is good enough. I think they need to make a move at the deadline because I don't – I still don't think that you can rely on Shohei to be an MVP both at the plate and on the rotation. That's just my opinion. I just think it's a lot to put on one person. He
1: might be, but, yeah, you need to have a backup plan. But Dylan
0: Bunnies looked really good. I mean, the past two seasons. After that, Andrew yeah. Heaney got roughed up. Jose Quintana's called. I I think you need another arm. My other over, uh, overreaction that I'm kind of buying into is the Philadelphia Phillies bullpen. I talked about this before the season. They haven't allowed a lot of run yet in their first three games. They're three zero. Yeah,
1: I watched. I watched the end of the last couple of innings of the game today, um, for them to get the sweep. Hector Neris, dude, he's so shaky and just like gets it done a lot. But it's like walk, walk, two zero, lucky pop up. Like it's not pretty. His split is so nasty, but it's really hard to control. And uh, I mean, guys are up there like sitting splitter and still can't hit it. That's how good it is. But he also has a tr- has trouble throwing strikes, I and that's never them. a good uh a good thing when you're a closer. You you want your closer to come in and just pound the zone. Last three outs are the hardest outs in baseball.
0: It, his split's so nasty. If he can throw it for a strike, no problem. Phil are going to be good to go.
1: He not even he needs to throw his fastball for a strike. He just doesn't need to get behind. He needs to get in a get that, get ahead in the count so he doesn't have to throw it for a strike.
0: Jose Alvarado.
1: He's filth. hundred with side, he's throwing sideways balls up there.
0: They got a yeah. like a dishwasher and a couple bucks from Tampa. I don't know how they did that.
1: Tampa hates winning.
0: So that's my biggest ever reaction. Angels are contenders this year. Philadelphia Phillies, their bullpen, I believe. So, by the way, I put up this graphic during the broadcast during today's game on ESPN. This was pretty enlightening to me. So, the most games, this was last season, the most games with a lead at any point in the game last year. The most games with a lead. The Dodgers at 52. They led in 52 games last year out of 60.
1: 52 of 60?
0: Crazy. The Twins at 50. And third were the Philadelphia Phillies at 49. So the top eight. That's a bad sign. The top eight all made the playoffs except for one. That was the Philadelphia Phillies. So the top eight teams with the most games with a lead at any point last year made the playoffs except for
1: any time. Like you could score in the first. and.
0: That's an indication of their bullpen just being that trash. I
1: wonder how many of those were like sixth or seventh inning and later. It's not even seventh inning or later now with analytics. It's like sixth inning. It's not seventh anymore. It's it's blew, backed up. It's sixth inning.
0: They blew 12 saves to go along. It was 12.
1: Okay. That's what that, I was going to
0: that, that puts into perspective the potential of this team has. It's not their lineup. Their rotation. Did you see? probably did work, but their rotation.
1: Oh, Nola Wheeler was throwing 100. Yeah. I didn't know he had 100. I knew he was like mid to upper, but I thought he was like 96, 97. I saw triple digits a few times and I was like, oh. As a San Francisco That's season, different.
0: 90. As a Giants fan, seeing Zach Wheeler dominate just brings me to tears. Yeah. Well, then
1: Zach Eflin, like today, I was like, oh, Ian Anderson versus Eflin. I love Eflin. Great dude. But this is a mismatch. Ian Anderson was .96 in the postseason last year in some big starts. Six starts last regular season was like 1.95 ERA. I know ERA is the end-all be-all, but in the playoffs it is. If you're not giving up runs, that's a big deal. Mm-hmm. Um, and one of the best changeups in the league, right from a righty, big tall righty. Um Saw that matchup and I was like, "Oh, Braves all day." And then Zach Eflin shoved against. I mean, they only gave up like how many runs in this series? Three.
0: Acuna. Did mean, they give
1: up? They give up three runs in twenty-eight innings. Yeah. Or something like that. I was like, "Yeah, that's nuts."
0: Acuna got screwed on that ninth inning strike three call, by the way oh
1: dude that was like that was down like six inches yeah that, that was bad. Bad. that was bad. that's a fastball too it's like come
0: on yeah, that's bad yeah if it was a splitter or something that'd be one like
1: a breaking ball where you are like okay it starts in the zone but the fastball like that was never in the really, really in the zone
0: mailbag time Me done talking about otani
1: i guess for now till i get that's off cool. here i'm gonna go like uh talk to jenny about it
0: <laughs> I, I did i walked in so my fiance shorts and i this obviously and She woke up, and I was like, you'll never believe, like, what just happened. She's like, what? Otani went yard and hit 101 miles per hour in the same minute. She said who? She didn't say who. She was like, oh, cool. I was like, Otani. Oh, oh, cool.
1: You sound like you're doing the uh, color and the play-by-play of this game. How did they not get more excited when Otani hit a ball 9,000 feet into the clouds? They're like, oh, Homer, lean on it.
0: I thought Vaskirzian did a good job. It's A Rod, that's the issue.
1: A Rod goes, lean on it. Yeah. Lean on what? The back wall of the stadium trying to catch that homer? That I was a like
0: Matty V's call. I, th- I thought that oh, V's call was good.
1: The sound that ball made off the bat. Oh, yeah. That's sexual. There's nothing like that. Oh, my God. When a, somebody hits a baseball that hard, the sound is just different. Yeah. And the pitch was 97, it was a 115 point, whatever. Doesn't matter. One foot, one fifteen plus off the bat. I'm spitting all over the computer right now. I'm so excited. Sorry. All right, I'm done with Otani now. It's okay. I Woo. get it.
0: We should just do a whole episode on. Oh, Otani.
1: hot and bothered. <laughs> they just showed the replay of that homer. I could just feel it.
0: Mailbag time. So this first one comes from Ryan Wesner. We already kind of answered this. Hey,
1: by the way, Ryan gives. He's got great insight. He tweets us a lot.
0: He does. Yeah. Shout out
1: uh, Wake and Rake Pod on uh, Twitter. He's got some really good stuff. I, I really enjoy uh, following his Twitter.
0: Likewise. But we kind of already answered this question. He said, why are people so mad at my dude, Rocco Baldelli? Well, we kind of hit on that already, but solid question.
1: Craig Allen. The people want to see a no-hitter. I get it. We're not going to dig too deep into this again. But, yeah, the, the people want to see the no-hitter. They don't care about progression. They don't care about pitch count. They care about entertainment, period.
0: So, Craig Allen, and I'm going to mess his name up karma chameleon i think is her name they kind of have yeah, yeah 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 she's also
1: a cool follow on twitter she's she's followed me for a while on my on my twitter uh red sox fan i believe could yeah, be wrong i'm pretty sure but him. she uh she's a sweetheart she, she's she's sweet
0: well they kind of have a similar question they I'll, I'll kind of paraphrase here alice core likes to play at the lineup and move people around is it good for players to be not know where they're going to be in the lineup on a day-to-day basis, not knowing if they're going to be Mm. in the, in the lineup at all, because in this analytically based baseball world that we live in now, is it good for not the game, not asking if it's good for the game? That's another conversation. Is it good for players to not know where they're going to be on a day-to-day basis?
1: Uh, I think in the lineup wise, I don't think it really makes that big of a difference yeah, it's nice to go in if you can look in and be like, oh, I'm locked in at fifth every day. Like I don't even have to look. But that's not really the era we're in anymore. And but back to the question. It defensively though, like it's a different mindset if I'm playing left or if I'm playing third base. <laughs> or if I'm playing first base or if I'm playing third base. It's a different mindset. Like, like when I played first, it was almost like a, a mental vacation because base you're so so locked in first base you're locked in don't get me wrong but you don't have to dive in the six hole or down the line and, and make a throw from the coach's box like right. you just got to knock it down like tackle it and tag the base or t- catch the ball from someone else it's not that big of a deal um so yeah i can see why that could be a problem if a player isn't used to it but the era we're in right now of baseball the swiss army knife of, de- of a defender adds so much value to you as a player Like a Kike Hernandez, you can plug in wherever it makes your team better. And I think Alex Cora is trying to figure out the correct recipe with the players he's been given. Yes. He had a month to figure that out in spring training. That's the argument. I agree. He should have had it figured out by now. Um, But yeah, I, I understand what they're doing, but yes, there needs to be a little more consistency and I think he'll get a little bit better product from his team.
0: Let me ask you this. When you, or stapled into that third base spot mm-hmm. on a day-to-day i would guess you knew your expectations you knew your role and so you succeeded at a higher level than maybe once your injury started to pile up and you weren't you didn't know when you went to the ballpark whether you'd be penciled into that lineup i think that's kind of a setback and it's another obstacle for you, you probably succeeded more when you knew exactly you knew exactly what was expected of you
1: that's true it is. I mean, it is. Uh, it's comforting when you're an everyday player. But when, like, I, I experienced the opposite side of the spectrum later in my career, where it's like I play a game and then I might sit for three days before I play it again. And that sucks mentally because you're just on the bench, like, I want to play, I want to play, I want to play. Okay, I get to play. Sweet. I got, and then you have to, and then you press because you're like, I got to get two hits or I'm not going to play again tomorrow. Mm hmm. You know, and then it's just, it sucks. But being a bench player is is a different, uh, it takes a different type of player. It's it's a lot tougher than people would think, especially in the big leagues.
0: So before we close up shop here, I kind of gave my biggest takeaways from the weekend. I'm a believer in the Phillies. I'm a believer in the Angels. What's your biggest takeaway from this opening weekend? Do you have any overreactions? Do you have any underreactions? Do you have any underwhelms? Do you have any overwhelms? Man. I mean, we talked wow. about Shohei, of course, already.
1: Um, I picked Houston to win the West. I think they're they look legit. Um, Oakland looked atrocious this week. Yeah, but I think Houston was just really good too. Um, I was disappointed
0: by Jesus Lazardo in his first start.
1: Oh, I got something. We didn't talk about this. Should we be fired up about the Blue Jays, or should we be concerned with the with the New York Yankees? because if you're not well if you're not concerned about the yankees then why are you concerned about the red sox
0: good okay. so look at the lineups
1: okay but that's why you should expect more from after
0: after xander and endeavors
1: what jd martinez looks better
0: oh, and jd sorry excuse me i
1: should have and bobby doll back
0: i <laughs> Hey, Dahlbeck looks good at first base. By the way, that boy he was, was really, picking it at first. He base. was
1: picking everything, bro. And he's gonna I, have like to hit him in the chest guy guy. one time. I feel like they're trying to throw it in the dirt.
0: <laughs> Devers is every time I got throws the ball, I'm like,
1: dude, he was like, yeah, he's throwing like bicep balls over to first, like Dan Uggla used to do. Yeah, remember Dan Uggla? Oh, of course. Shark. He had like shark arms.
0: San Francisco Giant legend. Dan Edelman.
1: Yeah, um, he had
0: shorts that in San Francisco.
1: Yeah. Um well anyways, back to my original. I'm excited about the Blue Jays. Vladdy looking slim. Hitting taters. Gritchik out of the clouds. I've looking always been a good.
0: Gritchick fan person.
1: Defensively, they look good. They have the kid today, uh his name AJ or TJ Zoik is his last name. It's Boy, spelled Z-U-C-H. It's German. Zoik. He uh six seven, two forty, sinker cutter guy, he was good. I mean, that's a lineup that's not necessarily the easiest in the in the league. <laughs> it's just gonna
0: be tough to sustain for 162 with a bullpen in
1: rotation. Of course it is, but hell, they 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 played really well against a really good team. Yeah. Maybe the really good team sucked this weekend. Maybe. But I mean, regardless, that's the thing is you go into games like that, it's like when you're facing an ace. A lot of guys are beat before they even step in the box. Mm-hmm. So it's like you play the Yankees and you're like, "Holy shit, it's the Yankees!" I mean, Yankee Stadium, oh Aaron Judge, like they didn't do that. These kids went in there and like, "We're better than you. We're gonna beat you." Yeah, and I love that.
0: They're not scared of anybody. You get no, right,
1: dude, I love it. I love it. I love their team. It, they're a lot of fun. I think I'm gonna really enjoy following them this year.
0: Fair enough. We haven't even seen the Mets or Nationals yet because no, dude, Tuesday,
1: so. it's looking like Tuesday. Tomorrow got postponed uh as of now they're hoping for tuesday
0: got any final words for the good people out there
1: no man i'm hoping uh wisdoms maybe forth. be back in a couple days and get uh maybe some locks for the next couple days for betting yeah we didn't do it tonight but um we ain't not have time we got to see what out. uh i mean you don't want to do it too far in advance because the lines and everything change so much so maybe uh maybe tomorrow night or tuesday night we hop on and, and give a couple walks for the next day sounds like a plan brother All right, let's do it. All
0: right. Adios, party people.